0: You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Welcome back to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. I'm your host, Isaac Watson. I'm so glad that you decided to tune in today. And uh, first and foremost, I just want to say that we have been off to an amazing start of this new uh, podcast. Thanks to every one of you who have subscribed, every one of you who have downloaded um, on the content, Um, every one of you that's reached out, um, some of you have sent suggestions in for other topics and have given me some very good feedback, some amazing feedback. So thank you so much. Um, even those of you who have rated, um, this podcast and left your reviews. I appreciate each and every one of you um, you have pretty you've really made uh, my day at the at the launch of this podcast. so uh, thank you so very much um I wanna I wanna pick up on the conversation that we left off on. I had so much good feedback that I think that you know <laughs> I have to continue with this um, so many people had so many more questions. Um, people wanted more of this conversation about spiritual fathers. Uh, so I'm going to give you what you want. I'm going to give you what you asked for. Um, one of the things that I want to do, uh, I did say in the last podcast that I do believe in the concept of spiritual fathers or fathers in the faith or, uh, fathers in the gospel. Uh, but for the sake of time, I'm just going to use the phrase spiritual fathers. Uh, I do believe in it. I believe that it's biblical. People have their opinions about it. People have had their experiences with it. Um, so I want to explore some of that a little bit more, get into a little bit more detail. Uh, and uh, hopefully this podcast uh, helps some of you navigate through this conversation and through this concept. Uh, what I what I wanted to do is actually open up with a scripture um, something that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4 uh, verse 15. And uh, he said, for though I might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. And uh, I wanted to open up in that because Paul makes it clear that Uh, that he became a father um, to this particular church, to the Corinthian church. So we see that the concept there is biblical, that you can become uh, a, a spiritual father or a father in the gospel. And Paul makes it clear that that was his role uh, to the Corinthian church and the way that he became a father through the gospel, uh, excuse me, the way that he became a father to them was through the gospel that he preached, the doctrine that he preached, the uh, 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 the teachings uh, that they were indoctrinated and the fact that they were raised uh, from a place of immaturity, from a place of infancy. From a place of not knowing anything about Jesus, anything about the gospel, and growing and being shaped through the message of Paul. So Paul makes that very, very clear. So I do believe in that concept because we do see it laid out. Paul lays it out in other scriptures as well throughout the New Testament. So I just wanted to make it clear and and begin this this episode by saying it is in the book. It is in the scriptures. Paul does make that clear clear um so i also want to take this time and i want to dive just a little bit deeper and give some more detail to some of the the topics uh that can lie within uh, the framework of spiritual fathering spiritual mothering and uh, some things we just have to talk about and uh, they may be conversations that some people may not want to talk about Uh, maybe some conversations that may make some people uncomfortable but uh, I believe that God is more concerned about our freedom than our comfortability. Um, so one of the things that I want to bring up is a, is a, a question. Uh, so we talked about spiritual fathers. We, we you know, we, we discovered that is in the scriptures that Paul said that he was a father in the faith. So the next question is, does everybody need one? Does everyone have one? Good question. Can you have more than one? Can you have more than one spiritual father or spiritual mother? Uh, uh, Another question that I've heard people ask is, what if your spiritual father or spiritual mother dies? Do you need to get another one? Is is uh, Is it a priority to have one present in your life? And uh, I want to I want to say uh, to all of these questions, one of the things that uh, many churches and many leaders have been guilty of is uh, is becoming uh, is, is is becoming cookie cutterish <laughs> in their concepts, in their ideologies. Um, so we try to make one size fit all when the fact of the matter is that in the kingdom, one size does not fit all. Yes the kingdom works by certain principles um, but when it comes to this particular topic, one size does not fit all. My personal convictions uh, are that uh, are that you don't need everyone does not need a spiritual father or mother. I do believe that there are some people that need them. There are some people that God places them uh, uh, in his or her life uh, for a particular purpose to help shape and mold them. But I do not believe that every believer will have that one-on-one relationship with the father, with the mother. I believe that every believer needs to be discipled. Every believer needs to come under certain teachings. Uh, They need to have people in their life who can be hands-on with them. But I do not believe that those hands, that those voices, that those leaders will automatically be deemed or recognized as spiritual parents uh, in a believer's life. They just may be mentors. They may be disciplers. You just may be a student. They just may be your teacher. Um, It does not mean that they have to be a parent. Paul says it. He says you may have 10,000 instructors. But you don't have many fathers. Uh, uh, But I've begotten you through the gospel. So Paul made it clear that there are going to be way more teachers uh, within the church, within the kingdom of God, than there are fathers and mothers. Uh, So I don't believe that. Now, some of the reasons why I say I don't believe everybody needs one is because you really got to look at you really got to look at scripture. Okay, Timothy was a son to Paul, but. Who was paul's spiritual father who was paul's spiritual mother uh how about when after uh um uh what about uh let's say a barnabas or let's take a, a a peter you know after after jesus ascended who did they look to who were their spiritual fathers or mothers um we don't we don't we don't necessarily see. A cookie cutter model, although we do see that there is fathers and mothers within the context of the church, we don't see everybody having one. And I think for us to make everybody have one is for us to impose what we believe in our own preferences uh, or even our own uh, uh, doctrines, whether they be from the scriptures or not. And we superimpose them upon people when in actuality your life your journey may not be like my life or my journey and vice versa so we cannot make cookie cutter models out of something um, that we do not see mapped out as a cookie cutter model in the scriptures or even from uh, the examples or models uh, 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 that's laid out through the apostles within the new covenant. Um, so, you know, if if so, with with that being said, you also got to ask, well, if I if I have a spiritual father or mother and if they pass away, is it necessary for me to find a new one? No. No. i'm gonna say no i don't believe that is necessary for you to find a new one there are instances where um where you where where god will connect you with others uh, uh with someone or with others uh um to play that role in your life but i will not say uh, um, that it is a requirement for you to find another one, um, especially if you have uh, matured in the things of God. If 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 through your relationship with that deceased father or mother uh, um, was a long-standing relationship, uh, and if you've matured past the place of of, of infancy, and if you are now uh, become a teacher uh, of the word and uh, uh and and you're graced and you're seasoned um some people do not necessarily require as fathers and mothers although there are relationships that will remain that way um i believe that uh i, I believe that we just have to be very very careful with not imposing our journeys upon other people um another question can you have more than one i believe you can I believe that God will place fathers or mothers in your life um, who will play a role uh, 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 in your life and helping to develop and shape you, shape your identity through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, And uh, I do believe that you can have more than one. Uh, Most people do not have more than one, but I believe that there are some that will. Paul Paul talks about and I believe it's I believe it's first Thessalonians. Um, Paul talks about, uh, well, 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 first and foremost, I want to say this. Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians were, was written by Paul, by Silas, and by Timothy. All of them were co-authors to this church in Thessalonica. And uh, one of the things that uh, they say is that they speak to the church and they said that they dealt with the church as fathers deal with their children. They dealt with the church as a father would deal with his children and uh, what we see is that they were writing this together but they were all acknowledging their roles as a fatherly role within the church of thessalonica uh, 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 within the church Uh, 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 the Thessalonian church. So I believe that you can have more than one. Even when we look at uh, first Corinthians chapter four, what I read when Paul said uh, that though you may have 10,000 instructors, you don't have many fathers, but I've begotten you through the gospel. I've heard people say things like, you know, this is Paul saying that you can only have one father. Uh, You may have 10,000 instructors, but you can only have one father. Well, the fact of the matter is that that's not what Paul said. Paul didn't say that I'm your only daddy, that you can't have any other fathers. He said, I've become your father because I've begotten you through the gospel. So we, you know, and I've I've heard more than one person say this. I've heard many people say that claim uh, in a way to justify their dominant role in someone's life. And uh, that's not what Paul said. He said, you may have 10,000 instructors, but you don't have many fathers, but I have begotten you. I've become your father. I've begotten you through the gospel. Um, I actually believe. If you if if you read through first, excuse me, first Corinthians and you read uh, chapters two all the way through four, what you'll actually see is that Paul is giving other leaders credit. He says he says some may say I'm of Apollo. Some say I'm of Cephas. Some say I'm of Paul. Uh, uh, but he said that one may plant another may water. But God gives the increase. He's actually giving other leaders who have had influence. Uh, in the Corinthian church, he's giving them credit. And he's saying one may plant, another may water, but God gives the increase. In other words, listen, you all are sticking to uh, um, um, this elite mentality that says, I'm in this camp. I'm in that camp. Oh, this is my leader. That's my spiritual father. This is my spiritual mom. Paul is saying, look, none of that stuff really matters. You all are one church. None of that matters. One may plant, Another may water. But as long as God is giving the increase, the focus is God getting the glory out of your development, out of your growth, out of your stability uh, in the things of God. Uh, He didn't discredit them. I believe that when he was writing this, he wasn't saying he was the only father. I believe he was just emphasizing his fatherly role in their lives um, without discrediting the fatherly roles of other people. Now, that may be a whole nother thing because we may have to uh, 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 really break those verses down, and I don't have time to do that on this particular podcast. But if you're interested in me doing that and breaking down those scriptures and seeing how I connected those dots, um, send something to me, and uh, and uh, I can I could probably go over that with you, or I can do a whole separate podcast on that um but the point of the uh, uh, um uh, the fact of the matter the point of this is that uh oftentimes what we try to do is we try to become dominating over people's lives um by saying i'm the only one you can receive from me you should only be receiving from me and one of the dilemmas that we run into uh when i've had conversations with various leaders about whether or not you can only have one spiritual father or mother or whether or not you can have multiple spiritual fathers and mothers one of the issues that we run into is um well what if i tell you something and what if they tell you something different how you can't have more than one role or more than one fatherly role uh, uh, uh in your life because it can be a conflict of authority of who you listen to now my thing is this that's like a 21st century issue i don't think that was a Jesus's day first century church uh issue Um, They didn't have the same issue about I'm your authority. Therefore, you listen to me. You go to my church. So therefore, you listen to me. I'm the only father that you can have. I don't think they had that issue. I think that that becomes an issue because many leaders do not understand the power of covenant. That's what I personally believe. Uh, In Paul's day, when Paul had an issue. Now, remember, this is the same Paul that told the Corinthian church. I am your father, I've begotten you through the gospel. But when Paul had an issue that dealt with doctrine, when we look at at, at Acts, I believe the uh um the fifteenth, the 14th or 15th chapter, um, when Paul had an issue with doctrine, Paul didn't just say, I'ma create my own rules. Paul actually took that concern to the church in uh, Jerusalem, where the other 12 apostles of the Lamb were, and he presented that issue to them. Uh, and said, what are we going to do about this? So what am I saying? I'm saying that the issue is not so much over, over authority as it is over covenant. One of the, is- one of the reasons why we have so many, um, dominating mentalities and, uh, and, uh, controlling leaders is because, uh, uh, uh is because of the lack of understanding covenant and leaders walking with one another. I personally believe that if leaders had relationships with one another, The people that they actually lead um, wouldn't have an opportunity to say one thing to you and say something else to somebody else, to another leader that they look as a leader in their life. Um, But because leaders can't get along, hey, it becomes a control factor in trying to control people. And in some cases, it's for good motive because you want to protect them. But because of the lack of covenant, you you end up controlling them. So we got to deal with the control factor because one of the reasons why many people steer away from the whole spiritual father dynamic is because it's looked at as a system of control, as a way to control people. Um, And I think that that's something that we have to begin to address. Uh, Is because um, these 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 systems or these relationships were not designed to be control factors. I said on I said on the first uh, podcast that that spiritual fathers and mothers were not called to be the source. They were called to be a resource. They were not called to be the source. They are called to be a resource. And when you want them. Uh, to become the source or when you as a spiritual father or mother desire to be the source, then what you do is you, you, you displace God and you put yourself in instead. And now we have entered into a a, a thing or a place that we call idolatry. All right. So we got to deal with the control factor. Um, spiritual parenting, spiritual mothering and fathering was not meant to be a control thing. Something else that I want to kind of deal with, uh um uh, in this amount of time that I have is many people who desire spiritual parenting, I am just convinced, y'all, listen, please listen to me. <laughs> I am just convinced that many of them really don't want spiritual parents. Many of them do not want a spiritual father or spiritual mother. I've had people come to me and say, Hey, can you be my spiritual father? Or I've heard other people say, hey, um, I want this person to be my spiritual father or spiritual mother. And they'll ask for that. Um, But many of them do not want that. Really, what they're saying is I want an accountability partner. I want somebody that can keep me accountable. They don't want a parent. They want a friend. And the thing with that is when you deal with the dynamics of spiritual fathering or spiritual mothering one of the things that you have to look at is on the on the on the end of the son or the daughter you have to look at the fact that when god gives you a spiritual father or mother or when that type of relationship organically develops you have to pay attention to the nature of the relationship, you have to pay attention to uh, to the expectations of that relationship because any relationship that you go into, you have to go into it with clear expectations of what's expected of you, uh, what's expected of the other person um, regarding uh uh uh, regarding this relationship otherwise you will see yourself crossing over into a place of dishonor into a place where you are not able to receive from them because you don't see them the way that the relationship was designed for you to see them and 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 uh and there becomes an area uh, of familiarity because of the way that you handle the relationship you can't treat them like your friend when they're not called to be your friend. Now I, I, I do want to say this because there are always extremes to anything and everything. And one of the things that I want to say is that, um, I've heard people, I've, 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 I've heard two ends of the story uh, within the church where we say that your father can be your friend on one end, but then I've heard on the other end that, uh, There's no way that if someone is a father in your life or mother in your life, that they are supposed to be friends to the person that they father or mother. And I want to say this. I believe that you can be a friend. But I believe that that is a relationship or a component of a relationship that you have to be invited into. We do see friendship um, between God and a man named Moses. Uh, And uh, I believe it's Exodus. I want to say 33. Um, Hold on for a second. Yep. Exodus 33, verse 11, um, where the Bible says that. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. So we do see that there is a level of relationship where even though God is a father, God is Moses, father. The Bible says that the Bible says that God at some point began to speak with Moses face to face as a man would speak to his friend. So there was a level of friendship that Moses was invited into one of the things that we have to make sure that we do not do is assume that position of friendship with the person that is called to be pouring into you as a father or mother but you can be invited into that type of relationship even jesus said look i no longer call you servants for servant doesn't know what his master is doing but i call you friends so there is a there is a component of that where you can be invited into a friendship Um, But one of the things that we have to do is make those guidelines, make those parameters uh, clear and wait for the invitation so that you can properly receive from this person and don't assume uh, a, a, a friendship because that's what you want. Listen, if you need a friend, just say, I need a friend. Don't go after a spiritual father or mother. Just say, look, my circle is small. I need or I got some really bad friends. My best friend is a bad friend and I need some new friends. Just say that. Don't go after a spiritual father or mother if that's not really what you desire. Now, I want to deal with one more thing before uh, um, I I conclude this particular podcast. And uh, one of the other extremes that I've seen um, within the dynamics of spiritual fathering and spiritual mothering is the pursuit factor. The pursuit factor. Um, I've seen very abusive uh, relationships where um, where the spiritual father or spiritual mother requires a certain level of pursuit from the one that is being fathered or mothered, um, but it becomes very abusive. Because that that pursuit is not mutual, and uh, I want to say that uh, what what tends to happen is that the person ends up pursuing and pursuing, but then uh, uh, in, in, instead of the spirit of sonship or the spirit of adoption being formed in them, uh, it 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 feeds more of an orphan heart. It feeds more of a rejection on the inside of them because it is not a mutual thing that is transpiring. I believe that in a father-son relationship, there has to be a mutual understanding of pursuit, all right? So listen, I believe, this is what I believe about this. I'm not saying that fathers, I do believe that sons should pursue, uh, um, um, uh, they should position themselves to be able to receive from those who they look at as fathers, but I believe this as well. I believe that you should, that the father should be available to the degree that they want the son to pursue that's what i believe if you are requiring someone to pursue you but you're you know you're rejecting them you're not um you're you're not making time for them you're not uh you're not responding to their calls you're ignoring them uh but you can constantly and consistently want them to pursue you you just want attention that's what you want you may have rejection in your own heart and you just want attention. You you should be available to the degree that you want them to pursue you. Expectations. Expectations. Alright. Expectations. Um, so listen, I hope that this is something that that helped y'all. I really enjoy this topic because it is something. Um, That we don't talk about much that we just assume and we don't really talk about the extremes of it. We don't talk about how it's done the right way, how it's done the wrong way, um, whether or not it is something uh, that should be. uh, And again, as I said earlier, I believe in it. I believe that it is something that God has ordained. I believe that it's something that in, in, in many relationships, in many people's lives, that God desires for this type of relationship, this father-son dynamic um, to be developed. Um, but it has to be done according to God's grace. It has to be done according to what Jesus set in place regarding it. Paul said, I became, uh, um, um, I've begotten you through the gospel in Jesus Christ. Therefore, imitate me. He's saying, imitate me or follow me as I follow Christ. Not necessarily follow me to the grave. Follow me as I follow Christ. And we have to see fathers exemplify and model a, a, um, a godly, fruitful life um, worthy to be followed by other people. All right. Listen, I hope you all enjoyed this. Um, do me a favor. If you enjoyed this. Uh, I want you to shoot me an email. Let me know how these podcasts have been blessing you. Um, uh, um, you can go to my website or if you're on social media, find me on social media. I'm on, I'm on all social media streams and uh, I want to hear from you. If you have ideas as far as uh, other podcasts, other um, conversations that can be had, more church talk that can be had, shoot it out to me. I'll be more than happy to hear from you. I would love to hear your thoughts. We want to bring a clarity i um, um, to the church to the body of Christ so listen I love y'all thanks for tuning in y'all have a great day thank you for listening to church talk with Isaac If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.